Hey guys, welcome to The Value Script. We wanted to talk today about um, children going to school, everything that's being presented to them. And um, I just have a lot of friends that are like, what are you doing with your kids? What are you, what are you finding? You know, how are things at your school? What's being taught? Um, and they're wondering, do I homeschool? Do I do online school? Do I send them to public school? Do I try to find a charter school or a private school? Or what's the best, you know, course of action? Um, so I don't know. There's a lot that goes into that. And, and I kind of think it really depends on the kid, what they specifically need. Unless, I mean, I don't know. There's some situations where your school system might just be a wreck and it's better to not have them there. Um, well, you guys have two but, uh, kids that do both, right? We yeah. do. <laughs> we we do. We've done a mixture of all those things. We've done all those things. <laughs> right. um, our two oldest, well, okay, what? should we just start there? Well, I, I was going to say, for one, I, don't, I think don't overthink it, like for one. We overthought it a lot. And we, with good intention, we wanted to do the best for our kids, and we wanted them to be in the best places for them. Mm -hmm. But I look at us. You know, and um, you and I, we grew up in very rural, small towns in Arizona. And we went to probably, they were good schools, but they weren't Ivy League schools. You know, they weren't oh, Harvard from by, any, by yeah. any stretch of imagination. It was a bunch, it was us, you know, a bunch of migrant farm worker kids, hmm. a bunch of farm kids. And it was just a melting pot of, of some other things. And um, we did just fine, mm -hmm. you yeah. know. We got, I, I was able to get all the education I ever wanted. And um, I, I was not limited. So I guess, first of all, don't overthink it. Like, if you're in a good position, if you're in a good place, stay there. Right? Mm -hmm. One of the reasons we made the moves we did was we started noticing socially that school wasn't serving our oldest child. And um, it was right when middle school hit. And, um, you know, she had... Um, some influences socially that when they were in fourth grade, it wasn't that big a deal. But when they were in sixth grade and seventh grade, it became the, the social pressures and the things they were dealing with became very advanced very quick. I mean, we're talking about like, you know, 11 and 12 year olds talking about cutting and, and um, starving themselves and having eating disorders. And, you know, it was almost like a contest of who could have the most problems. Yes, and my issues are worse than yours because... And it, and it was really difficult for our daughter to navigate that at that time. And uh, additionally, she wanted to competitively ride horses. And so we thought, well, we could kill two birds with one stone. And we entertained the idea of homeschooling because we had some friends that had and they were having good outcomes. Great experiences, that. right. Yeah, and um, Macy overheard us talking to one of um, our friends that homeschools. And then she asked us, she's like, are you going to make me homeschool? And we said, no, we're not going to make you. We're actually going to let you choose ultimately, mm -hmm. right? But we want to have as much information as we can so that we can help guide you as parents. Like we're trying to do our job as parents, right? And that's throw to the wolves. And um, after that conversation, about two weeks later, she came to us. She came to us. Remember, she was like, mm -hmm. I think it would be good for me to take a break and like homeschool this next year at least. Yeah. Right. So Because she... You know, and, and I think that was a good way to come about that because if we would have forced her to do it, it would have been bad. Right. Right. Totally. Uh, and she definitely, um, it needed to be her choice, you know, that, that gave her confidence because it wasn't easy, you know, it wasn't easy. And, and I think right at that time in her life, that was the best thing for her. 
Um, well, what did you say? You had said uh, she was a very sociable person. She's very she's very good socially. She has uh, a gregarious personality. She's very intelligent. She's cute. She's funny. So it was good for her. It was okay for her to be homeschooled, right? So she didn't necessarily miss out on being socialized, like um, like her next younger sister um, is not as outgoing socially. And so I think her um, we follow, they followed the same pattern uh, around seventh grade. We had Addison also start homeschooling so she could ride horses and compete right. and all that stuff as well. But socially, I think it would have been better for Addison to stay in school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is she homeschooled? She is. No? Yeah. yeah. But it, you think it would have been better to keep, put her in school? I think I think it would have had some <clears throat> advantages for her in particular. And, and she's like like me. They're funny. They're both like me in different ways. Hmm. Um, Addison's like me in the fact that like, if I have to do school self-directed, I don't do school <laughs> self-directed. Mm-hmm. You know, like I just don't do well in that environment. It's hard. If I go and there's somebody lecturing and I go to class and I take notes, I can remember probably 95% of what's presented just by being there, having somebody teach me and take notes. But mm-hmm. if I have left up to my own devices to read the book, teach myself the material, a lot of times it's not going to get done. Mm-hmm. And, and we found that's, she's a lot like me on that. Yeah. And so that, and that for her, going to school is actually... It's easier a way to be successful. Maybe it's, you know, it is good to overcome those weaknesses in your life early, mm-hmm. right? Which she's had to do. do yeah. But. Yeah. And I do wish, I don't know, you know, looking back, we see things, I don't know, we just have a different perspective on our on our kids and what might have been best. And, and looking back, I do wish, I think it was good to pull Macy out, especially at that time, that was good for her. I wish we would have put her back in high school. Yeah, I do too. You know, and good. and same for Addison. Like the whole the horse thing was great um, for a while, but but socially, like I feel like they they missed out on a lot of that, and I do regret that for them. And academic wise, when we pulled Addison out, she was getting straight A's in honors classes. I mean, just thriving and doing great, and she didn't have the social problems that Macy did. Um, but she wanted to do horses and, and academically with the online program that Macy was doing, it really was phenomenal. Like she was supposed to graduate high school with her associate degree. Well, then they discontinued that. They changed the program. They changed the program halfway through and then COVID hit. And then all of a sudden our kids didn't have the social outlets that they used to. And it was just, you know, it was kind of a perfect storm of bad things, unintended consequences. Right. And COVID definitely exacerbated that. Mm -hmm. Totally. Um, And, and you know, one thing that our, our counselor talked to us about, he's like, you know, kids don't go to school just for academics. He's like, that's just really a small part of it. What they really need to go to school for is to learn those social dynamics and how to interact with people and, and be able to, um, have interactions with people that have difference of opinion or that are hard or bullies or, you know, all the mm-hmm. things that go into the social aspect of school. And as kids learn and develop, they need that. So definitely if you're homeschooling, your kids need, you know, social, social outlets to be able to interact with other kids. But, um, well, cause I thought about doing homeschooling, uh, but I had to play sports like I had to do it. Like if I didn't do it, my mental, like it was just it just it helped my development, my growth, like mm-hmm. immensely through high school. And so if I was homeschooled, because you can't play, obviously. There are there are some like there's 
some situations you can find where you can homeschool and then play sports. Okay. Like with the, within the school district you're in, or if you have a charter school in the area, sometimes you can work it that way as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so like there, there are, a, there is availability for that to happen. If the kids need to be homeschooled for whatever reason, then they still gotcha. participate. Um, Cause I grew up in a very small town. Right. Cause I only graduated with like barely over a hundred people. And in your high school. Yeah. Yeah. So, at 194. Okay, yeah. So, so there twice was, as big. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> you went to a big school. <laughs> it's a big school. It's one of those big school kids. Uh, but yeah, there wasn't really like that charter option or anything like that. So right. it was like I had to go to school in order to play, you know, basketball. I think back whatever. then that's more of how it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I agree. I Growing up, like, I didn't love all the social situations I was in. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about like dealt with anxiety and didn't realize necessarily how that held me back and how that played into how I saw myself, how I felt about myself, you know, um, like just like Peter didn't have faith in self, like we talked about in the last episode, (laughs) you know, um, but putting myself in that situation day after day, I, I also like to thrive and come out on top. So I had to force me to overcome those things. It forced me to be better than I would have been had I not been forced Mm-hmm. to confront those situations head on and deal with the anxiety of what if my friends don't like the shirt I'm wearing today and they make fun of me. Mm. You know what I mean, like yeah. I had to work through those things and there was no other, no other circumstance. Like I wouldn't have been able to, had I not been faced with it or I would have had to do it later on in life when I was trying to, you know, figure out a career and go to college and, you know, get married mm-hmm. and all those things. Like I, I was able to deal with those things earlier in life. And I think that was an advantage for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Situations you can't recreate that you got by going to school. Right. It's not necessarily just the knowledge, right? It's like like you said, it's learning to exist in society. And you're going to have to learn to do that at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to be faced with those tri- trials and those challenges. Like we, a lot of, we originally talked about homeschooling our kids entirely because we just want to wrap a bubble around them and protect them. Right. And keep them safe from any temptation or you know, mm-hmm. bad information or whatever that they might get, right? Mm-hmm. But they're going to still get it. Right. They're still going to be faced with these right. things, right? And there is, and, but and there is something to be said, like, you know, like individually, you have to understand where your kids are and what they need. And everybody's going to be a little different. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> those are all individuals. I definitely think that for our oldest son, he definitely needs to go to school. Mm-hmm. You know, he would not thrive well, right. well at all. And he would love for us to remove him from that environment because I think he right. has anxiety and, he, and it's, it's easier to stay home, mm-hmm. right? That's not what's best for him. You know, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, um, you know, and then we could go through our kids. They all have little, you know, you can see where, like, I think, you know, Layton would be fine, mm-hmm. you know, if we homeschool. I think London right. loves the social, she's the social animal. Totally. You know what I mean? So everybody, yeah. there's a different Everybody's formula different. for everybody and a different time of circumstance. And sometimes maybe it's, you know, a, a, you, you need to be on top of, where you're sending your kids to, though. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, they're your kids. You are, you are their parent for a reason. You know, society, God, everybody needs you to be their parent and understand where they are and do your best to provide them what they individually need. And that if you're going to send them to school, you need to have faith and confidence that that school is providing what your kid needs. Well, and, and not you... What you would be morally opposed to. Right, right. And you you really need to have conversations with the teachers and what are you teaching and what books are you reading and it, because there's this agenda that's being pushed 
hard, like with sexual identity and gender issues, and and well, that was a direction I didn't know if you and race. wanted to go that way because yeah. yeah. I was going to bring up a story about my brother. Uh, the, I mean, the city that's right next to the small town we went to school in is very liberal. It's it's just the things that they push in those schools is just it, it's their own agenda and it's very and it made my brother move away from that city back to the smaller towns in the valley to put his kid in school because he didn't want his kid going to one of those schools where they're pushing that certain agenda right. and, and so you need to you won't be able to make that decision correctly unless you know mm-hmm. unless you're engaged and so i was going to advocate for you need to be as involved as possible you know, you need to be, you need to know what your kids' teachers look like. You need to, they need to know what you look like, you know. Mm-hmm. So you need to have contact with them. You need to do the parent-teacher conferences as a minimum. Mm-hmm. But you need to get involved. You should be on, like, try to get on the school board, you know. Like, if, if you're concerned with what's being taught at your school, the only place you can influence that is really on the school board. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you don't care to get involved, it's like not voting. Like you are just letting somebody else make those decisions for your kids mm-hmm. and your family. Yeah, um, it's not something we've actually done, so I don't want to be a hypocrite on that. But we, <laughs> but we are actively looking at how to do that. Yeah. Um, well, what did you say? I remember you speaking earlier. What was it in seventh grade? What was one of the groups that was available to the kids? Oh, just oh. so, yeah, our sixth grader, she she wanted to join a club, and so we went to the school, and... We don't have to go this direction oh, if you don't want to. It's totally okay. fine. Okay, okay. I it's, think it's, it's pretty charged, though. I mean, yeah. Go ahead. It's, it's, and so all the clubs are there, and, and everything was fine. They did have an LGBTQ whatever club, um, and... Do you have the flyer on that, I though? really... I, I just don't have the, the language that. they use to promote that... It really was not appropriate for an 11 year old kid to read. That's and that's that. why that's why I brought it up is because <laughs> you know I understand if it's like maybe it's in high school, right? But an 11 year old kid, and you know it seems like like when I was 11, I was outside riding my bike, and right. you know the cute girls that I thought were cute, I was still throwing pine cones at them, right? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, right. but we're gonna have this LGBTQ group. For an eleven-year-old, well, and supposedly it's you know for those people that if they don't find acceptance, I'm gonna be canceled. They're gonna be like, get a new right. producer. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> back <laughs> scripts over. <laughs> <laughs> I just think we need to let our kids be kids. Yes, and, and that's. I, I think that I remember when that club was formed. I remember the opposition to it. We went to those meetings, um, and the argument is, and it was a high school club at that time. Now it's the junior high. It's kind of strange how it always trickles down, right? Mm-hmm. We always yeah. get a little more. I think it was well-intended, though, because there are some people that aren't sure of their identity. They're not sure of who they are, what they want to do, and, and it's scary for them, and they get made fun of. And there are, there are some exceptions where that happens. Mm-hmm. The studies, and, they, and that's what they all tell you. Well, it's, it's, they can be confused about their gender and commit suicide, or we can let them do this and you know permanently change their life when they're not even old enough to even vote themselves or get medical consent for themselves either right but and and i i wish i could find that video where this girl that had transitioned um at the age of 12 she's now 18 and she was talking about how she wishes she could go back 
and how um, she was, I think, testifying in front of Congress, mm-hmm. in fact, mm-hmm. right? Wow. Yeah. And, and was saying, like, I didn't, you know, I was intimidated by uh, being a girl and the sexuality that I was going to have to portray to socially keep up with all the other girls my age. And she was intimidated by that. And so she didn't like that. And so she started gravitating towards not wanting to be a girl because of that. Well, and it, then, it's uh, because, well, and she said too, it's because like then all of a sudden the adults in my life who did love me and right. care about me were like, okay, what's, what's wrong with her? Right. How do we help her? Maybe she, you know, doesn't want to be a girl. Maybe she, and, and to her, she was like, yeah, like I, uh, may, maybe. And so she did entertain those ideas and, and she wished that she would not have been misinformed like that and done something so permanent. And now that you can't change, she's forever. Right. She's, I think she used the word disfigured mm-hmm. because she was given that information by adults that she trusted. It's a really difficult thing. It is you know, really like, difficult. I, I'm grateful. I don't struggle with that. I'm grateful. I don't have those um, feelings. And um, I don't know. I, but I, I think the studies show that even kids that identify as being bisexual or, or even gay, um, if they go through normal puberty and they get normal socialization, the statistics are pretty high that they normalize out and, and they don't necessarily need to be forced down a path one way or another and, um, at 12 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, if you let them grow up, you let their body do, their, do what it's supposed to, let the natural course take its place, and most of the time they're fine. Well, I just think about the one, I mean, you just said it in this episode, you know, let kids be kids. Yeah. That's literally the only sentence that resonates with me that just, if how I feel about anything. Right. We kind of, kind of veered off into a different topic, but I did want to go back to like one thing that parents might not know. Um, when, when Addison was um, really wanting to, we were, were wanting to put her back in school because we were realizing, like, okay, this online thing just really educationally not is not working for her. She's right. not, she's not able to learn, you know, as well as if she was in a physical classroom setting. But once you start, especially once you get to the high school level, if you are homeschooling your kids at a high school level, it is very difficult to put them back in a traditional school setting because the well, credits don't if you transfer. don't want them to be behind right right, right. Yeah. does it still take the traditional four years i guess it just depends so you can you really can kind of work at your, your own pace and graduate oh, okay. faster or it might take you longer if you you know take gotcha. forever to finish your classes but, i didn't know um, if there was just some like whiz kid if he homeschooled could he get done at like 16 if he wanted to totally really yes. oh yeah. okay yeah well and there's some debate do you really need to go to high school? For sure. Just get your GED and start We've taking known college those kids classes. Too. <laughs> so, but then you, but then right. you run into, That's okay, my sixteen-year-old is yeah. now going to college with these, you know, Older adults. People. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's one thing I do difficult. wish that they don't teach, at least as far as I know, and the schools that I went to, they don't teach anything about preparing you for, you know, life, life, you know, <laughs> finances taxes you know business after it's like my nephew who is 16 years old the last night we were there we went hot tubbing and then when he was getting out and i was like uh is there anything you wish they taught you in school he was like yeah business he was like my school just uh trains you to be employers 
or employees, employees not yeah. the employer. Right. And I thought that was crazy that a 16-year-old can recognize it now. That is interesting that he's yeah. at 16. I think that's really wise. Yeah. Because I don't even think most adults realize that's what they're going to school to learn. Yeah. Is yeah. to be an employee rather than being an employer. Or, you know, perhaps, you don't. I don't think we're necessarily taught how to live our dreams, you know, yeah. and how to execute on life. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know, it goes back to the great society thing, like where you have a few people making decisions for a lot of, for everybody because they're smart enough to do it. Uh-huh. And then the rest of us are just supposed to fall in step and go with it. And what I think, I think the important takeaway is just, um, it's, it can be, it's a very difficult decision, you know, whether, when you're considering how to educate your kids and what's best for them. But again, you're their parent. You love them. You instinctively know, usually, usually you instinctively know what's mm-hmm. best for them, right? Mm-hmm. And every kid is going to be a unique situation. And every school is a unique situation. And you need to thoroughly understand as a parent what environment you're sending your kids to. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and we would love to know what resonates with you. What are you doing with your kids? What do you find works well um, for your kids socially if you are homeschooling or if you come in, um, into a problem that you aren't happy with, with your school system or a teacher or whatever it may be? What do you, what do, you do about it? We would love to know. It'd be great. We'll talk about it again in a yeah. further oh, yeah. episode. Yeah, we'll grab some comments and you know, we'll talk about it. Perfect. All right. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to do your part. Clickety-click. Like, subscribe, and share so we can continue to get the message out. And let us know. Let us know your thoughts. We want to hear from you as well. Thank you. Thank you.